and welcome to Just Plain Wrong, the podcast where three Mennonite librarians discuss depictions of Amish, Mennonites, and other plain groups in popular culture. I'm Abby, your moderator for this episode, and with me are my co-hosts, Tilly and Erin. Welcome back. We are excited to kick off our third season of this podcast. Uh, It's also fun because we are getting to record this all together in the same room, which is a rare thing for us. So that's Mm -hmm. exciting. So this episode, we're going to keep things pretty simple. We are going to be quizzing each other a little bit about some various topics that may have happened in the past uh, between seasons and also discussing upcoming season three, what we're going to be doing. But before we get into that, let's just start with a little bit of what have you been up to? Erin, why don't you start us off? Well, I feel like nothing really has changed other than I haven't been recording podcasts for the last six weeks. Oh, yeah. Over the holidays, went to Virginia and spent some time with family. I was in Iowa for a couple weeks. I'll be my mom after surgery. And yeah, it's been really nice to uh, read books that aren't Amish romances for the last couple months. How about you, Tilly? Similar. I... Went and visited family. I have started doing more work on family farm. So I guess I can call myself a farmer now. Definitely. Uh, At least I'm going to anyway. (laughs) And I've been catching up on TV. Ted Lasso, maybe my, my biggest recent watch and only murders in the building I really enjoyed. Um, I'm just enjoying being at home and not not leaving home because everything outside of home is cold and dark and I don't want to leave it. So Fair. that's what I've been up to. <laughs> yep. Yep. Throw in the pandemic and it's just lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Similar. I mean, I did travel a little bit. We went to Seattle, which was quite a trek. We did successfully manage to safely get ourselves and our two small children through all of the travails of holiday travel. I uh, had a lovely visit. And also exciting, we had a snowstorm in Seattle, which is not a, uh, it's a pretty rare occurrence. It was delightful. It was actually, I feel like technically Heidi's first big snow because she was too little last winter to really understand what snow was. And we just hadn't really had anything in Goshen. So I think it's kind of hilarious that it took us going to the Pacific Northwest to Mm -hmm. experience snow. And other than that, yeah, I've just really been enjoying reading books that aren't Amish romance. I have especially finally picked up Louise Penny's Inspector Gamache series, and I'm in the second book, and I'm really loving it. I'm on hold for the first book. The whole, Even though it's been out forever, the hold wait is like 10 months yeah. for the first one. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I get, I'm only the second one in. I feel like it's probably not a series that you necessarily have to read in complete mm. order, but I'm a, I'm very much a completist. So I kind of feel like if I'm going to start a series, <laughs> well, that's like, sort of how I felt. I was like, yeah. I'll start with number one. Well, with the exception of books for this podcast, apparently yes. books <laughs> for the podcast, I'll just read in whatever order we can get. I feel like there's a loophole with romance books in any genre that they may be connected, but they're yeah. usually not reliant on each other. Exactly. You know, yeah. you can skip. So we've each prepared a short quiz to check each other's knowledge on a couple of different topics. So Erin, why don't you start us off with your quiz? Sure. So my quiz is on sort of current events. Now we are recording this 
the very end of January. It's the last weekend in January. So by the time this airs, these current events will be a month old. <laughs> and some of these are already a month old. So current events, let's put in, in quotes. But some things going on in Mennonite world. We're going we're gonna to start you out with a real softball. I didn't even give you multiple choice options because this is so easy. But... What was the band name of the trio of Mennonite youngsters who won the U.S. singing competition and filled our Facebook feeds with all of our, uh, shall we say, late Gen X boomer friend, friends and family <laughs> constantly posting about their time on The Voice? Oh, that has to be, uh, what is it? Uh, a boy named Frank, is it? <laughs> Uh, something. Oh wait, what? So, boy named Sue, um, girl named Tom. Yeah, yeah, something. No, yeah. yeah, we laugh because you could not avoid the girl named Tom posting and cross posting and and music streaming and text reminders to to vote and then text reminders to vote using your other email address. <laughs> uh, apparently, honesty in in the voting process <laughs> is secondary to making sure that. The Mennonite siblings with good harmony win the voice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. humility takes a backseat. We were too proud to not throw all the votes at them that we could. Yeah. Yes. So we're very happy for a girl named Tom. All right. So question two. What did Christian Peacemaker teams recently announce they are changing their name to? Um, a. Collaborating Peacemaking Team Building. B, community peacemaker teams. C, choosing peace together. Or D, agnostic troublemakers in solitude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Making them verbs doesn't seem like a smart choice. So I hope it's not that one. I'm going to go... It's definitely... What was the community one? There are community peacemaker teams. Yeah. Yeah. That is correct. Yes. I didn't know they had changed. Yeah. Well, in order to prepare this quiz, I went to Anabaptist World, and that was uh, one of the news tidbits. So, Thank you, Anabaptist World. Mm -hmm. All right. This one's fun. In mid-January, what false news story made the rounds on social media? And mostly this was fun because I got to make up three other false news stories. So, A, Old Order Mennonites and Buggies joined Canadian truckers in the Freedom Convoy to protest Canadian COVID vaccine requirements. B, Honey from Amish Farms was declared a miracle cure for COVID by health bloggers, causing a price surge of, quote, Amish honey with jars selling for hundreds of dollars on eBay. C, the leader of QAnon was revealed to be a Mennonite man named Quentin Amstutz. Or D, in an interview, Taylor Swift listed the West Coast Mennonite Chamber Choir as one of her greatest musical influences, having listened to her grandmother play their records as a young child. These are all really good. <laughs> they're, really good. they're all and they're fake, all, but one of them um, is the actual is a fake, fake story that like people were got traction. Yeah, thought was real. They all seem. Uh, like unfortunately believable. Yeah, I feel like it's either the honey or the convoy. I'm not I'm sure. I'm thinking convoy. Yeah, I think convoy as well. I'm going to join you on that one. That is correct. <laughs> right. So what happened was some 
some photojournalist posted a picture of some cold buggies in Canada on their way to church, and some people retweeted it, and maybe it started as a joke that they were joining this convoy, but it gained traction. And of course, if the Amish have joined your side, then you must be on the right side or something. Uh, oh. But no, it, it was not true. The Old Order Mennonites and buggies in the picture were just going to church. All right, my, my fourth and final question. <laughs> Recently... Marshall King's book, Disarmed, was released. The book tells the story of the life, work, and death of M.J. Sharp, a Mennonite UN worker who was killed in the Congo. How am I related to M.J. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. okay. uh, I can give you multiple choice, or you can just guess. A, we were third cousins. B, we were second cousins once removed. C, we weren't related, but our parents were friends. Oh. Okay, well, similar age range... But with cousins, you never. I mean, it's definitely either A or B. It's a. I think it's a. I think it's a cousin. I'm gonna go third cousin. I'll go second cousin once removed. Well, we were third cousins. Abby's right, but we were also second cousins. <laughs> That's not what I was gonna say. Oh, okay. Because I believe that too. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, but technically, my mom was adopted, so we weren't biologically related. Oh. Well, thank you, Erin. So I will be doing our second quiz and remind, I do want to say a thank you to both Kathy Maya Reimer and uh, the ever-present Joe Springer for helping me figure out what picture books to draw from. So for this, I just focused on Amish and Mennonite, mostly picture books, uh, generally children's lit. So here is my first question. Which well-known Amish romance author has a series of children's books? Like 10 of them? <laughs> at least well, <laughs> well, hopefully of the ones, only one of the ones that I picked, not to be confusing. A, Mindy Starn Clark. B, Shelley Shepard Gray. C, Amy Clipston. Or D, Wanda Brunstetter. I'm going to say D, but only because earlier today we were looking through all of the Wanda Brunstetter titles and she had a, it was at least a YA series on like Rachel Yoder or something. So I don't know if that counts, but that's what I'm going to go yeah, with. Yeah, I'm going to go with that too. Okay. It's correct. I was so disappointed when I heard you guys talking about that. I was like, oh shoot, they're looking at Wanda Brunstetter. My question is ruined. No, that's okay. Um, but yes, you are correct. She has a series... It's also, she also owns the domain AmishFictionForKids.com. So her, her series is all about double trouble. So she has twins, Maddie and Mark Miller. But yeah, those are more uh, chapter books and not actually children's books. So in the book, The Journey by Sarah Stewart, an Amish girl named, named Hannah visits a big city. Which city does she visit? A, Chicago. B, New York City. C, Philadelphia, or D, Boston? Mm, Philadelphia. Regionally speaking, close to Amish country, valid reasons to go there if you're, like, selling your produce or something. Okay, so for similar reasons, just to be different, I'll go with Chicago. But also, I was really hoping your big cities were going to be things like Lancaster. (laughs) And, like, Columbus. (laughs) Be considered Akron. (laughs) It is actually Chicago. Oh, darn. I was, uh, yeah, 
Um, and I thought Philadelphia would be a good one to like. Yeah, very it would be the Well, I was going to just do a shot in the dark until Tilly gave her explanation. And uh, I just stole her explanation and, and applied did it, it to a different <laughs> city. <laughs> All right. What traumatic event links Yoni Wondernose by Margaret D'Angeli, An Amish Year by Richard a- uh, Amon, and Raising Yoder's Barn by Jane Yolen? A. Accidentally <laughs> locking a relative in the chicken house. B. Breaking jars of canned food. C. Barn burns down. D. Someone falls off the hayloft. I have no you, idea. You go first. So I, I should guess answer. first. Yeah. I like the chicken coop answer, but I'm going to go with the breaking the jars of produce. Mm-hmm. It would be traumatic. It would be. Uh, uh, however, I believe it is barns burning down. <sighs> it is barns burning down. That is more traumatic. traumatic. Yeah. Raising Yoder's Barn. I have a copy of that. Oh, yeah. I should have listened to the titles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say, so accidentally locking a relative in the chicken house happens in Yoni Wondernose. Breaking jars of canned food happens in an Amish year. And the barn burns down in all three books. And in none of them does anyone fall off the hayloft. That would be, like, someone would die. That would be extra traumatic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. Sometimes in the book, Slick Fester Dude Visits the Amish by <laughs> Carolyn Dirksen and Maynard Knepp. Who is Slick Fester Dude? A, a grumpy old man. B, a cat. C, a dog. D, a young boy. Oh, well, I'm leaning cat, but... I really want it to be like a weird parable, you know? You know how like in Pilgrim's Progress, the Pilgrim is like making his way and he runs into like people who are named after... I don't oh, want it to be yeah, like the city yeah, slicker like, character, like, like yeah, it, like, you know, city mouse, country mouse, mm-hmm. you know, and this is the city slicker who's coming in and his name just happens to be... Slick Fester Dude. Mm-hmm. Slick Fester Dude. <laughs> and it's a way of representing that he is this city influence, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go cat. Hmm. What was what was A? Uh, a grumpy old man, a cat, a dog, a young boy. Oh, let's go grumpy old man. I have no idea. It's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how do you spell slick fester, dude? S-L-I-C-K, so slick, uh-huh. and then fester, F-E-S-T-E-R, mm-hmm. and dude, the way you spell dude. dude. Okay, slick dude. fester, dude. It's a good cat yeah. name. Yeah. That, yeah. A, that was a unique cat name. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of my quiz. So Tilly, are you ready for your quiz? Yes. My quiz is about publishing in 2021. So last year. And I should note that my data was cribbed from Goodreads, from a handful of publishing websites, and also from Amazon. And my metrics for searching were not as precise as I would like them to be. So I have a feeling that (laughs) these numbers are pretty broad. Don't fact check. Yeah. Yeah, Well, (laughs) you know, like, I'd like to go through, but, like, I also didn't want to, like, double check to see if a book was counted twice, if it was published Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, once in paper and once in ebook, or if it counted the same. I, I sort of assumed I was doing pretty well, but yeah, <laughs> I, maybe maybe someday when I have too much time on my hands, which will be never, <laughs> I'll go through and actually with a fine tooth comb and figure out the things. So, going by Amazon releases, which month of twenty 
2021 saw the highest numbers of romance published in print and ebook categories. All romance or just Amish romance? Amish romance. Okay. So January, presumably because they catch readers starting off New Year's. Mm-hmm. March, because things are dreary and readers need to escape. July, because nothing says patriotism like Amish people. <laughs> <laughs> or December, because of the Christmas market. Oh. I really like the explanation for each it's month. True. Yeah, that I, makes it harder to choose. It does. It does. I like Explanations it. are all entirely made up mm-hmm. based on what I think. Conjecture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Total conjecture. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Christmas. I just feel like everything sells more in December. That's what I was leaning towards as well. I'll switch it up though, and uh, I liked your explanation for January. Hit those uh, New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve New Year's resolutions. <laughs> it is actually March. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, January was a runner-up though. Okay. Question two: By Amazon metrics, 2021 saw the publication of a new Amish romance book every a 12 hours. B, 18 hours, C, 30 hours, or four, three days. I fear it's like 12 or 18 hours. Yeah. Let's just go for it. 12 hours. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 30 hours just to. Okay. The answer, according to my calculations, is every 18 hours. Wow. An average wow. average of every one one new title every 18 hours. And that's self-published and published and yes. just showing up in Amazon. Yeah. Wow. Showing showing up in Amazon. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but that is an increase over what Valerie Weaver Zerker's book said, which was an average of one every four days, I think, when her book was written. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was also only looking at, I think, traditional publishing uh, markets. Yeah. Yeah. So um which author published the most books last year was it Shelley Shepard Gray probably <laughs> Wanda Brunstetter or Amy Clipston Ooh. I just feel like everywhere I look Shelley Shepard Gray has a new book out <laughs> Did, for her. Wanda Brunstetter are you including because isn't there like Wanda Brunstetter and then like Wanda E. Brunstetter it's like a mother Oh, are they two writes, separate people? I think she or are they... writes with her daughter-in-law for a few. Oh, okay. No, just Wonder Brunstetter. Okay. I'm going to go Brunstetter just to shake things up. Okay. The answer is actually Amy Clifford. Oh, <laughs> we were bad at this. <laughs> she published six books last year. Oh, Shelly Shepard Gray did not have six books last year? No, she had four. <laughs> I say, I swear, she seems to just... Crank them wow. out. Yeah. Well, maybe that means we need to... Have we read it? We haven't done an Amy Clipson. Well, we have our options. I thought we had. Wasn't she an Amish husband for Tilly? No, that was Amy Lillard. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Different Amy. Mm-hmm. Those were good questions. Yeah, good ones. All right. To wrap up the episode, let's think a little bit about season three. What are we excited about? Tilly, is there anything that you are looking forward to in particular about season three? Yeah, we're, I think we're going to try a few things that I would never watch without the prompting of this podcast. Uh, a horror movie mm-hmm. about Amish witches, which I, I, like, I don't like horror, but I'm weirdly interested in. And I'm kind of interested in whatever reality TV show we end up with. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like things like Amish Mafia have been around for a long time, and I've just 
known in my heart and in my soul that these are going to be terrible. <laughs> but now I'm actually going to have to watch some. So mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm excited for things I don't actually like. Um, <laughs> or I'm interested in those. I should say maybe interested rather than excited. And I'm excited about our guests, actually. I think mm -hmm. we'll have a good lineup of guests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Erin? Yeah, same. I Spoiler alert, I think we're going to read less <laughs> this season <laughs> just to... I mean, not that watching a movie necessarily is less time, but it's a different sort of thing than like reading a bunch of, of books. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to watching Letterkenny finally. That's been on my list, and now we have an excuse to watch it for the podcast. I also I watched the Amish episode of Family Guy a while back, sort of screening it for the podcast, and I'm excited to finally cover that in season three because it's really weird. <laughs> I'm excited about a lot of those things. I think. One I'm definitely excited about is the movie that is either called Follow Your Heart <laughs> or From the Heart. There's a little bit of metadata issues with that um, Hallmark film. Uh, it looks like similar to the Love Finds You in Charm, which was uh, kind of a delight to watch. Yes. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then another episode that I'm really excited about is... Uh, we're going to attempt to review three different periodicals that are common in Amish Life, family life, plain and simple, and the budget. I guess not all of those are necessarily Amish. But anyways, I'm excited about learning more about those. So, Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you are excited to join us for season three. We'd love to hear your thoughts on our quizzes and plans for the upcoming season, as well as your recommendations, corrections, and other musings. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at PlainWrongPod or email us at plainwrongpod at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at plainwrongpod.com to learn more about our podcast and help us pay our hosting fees by purchasing t-shirts, mugs, magnets, stickers, and other merchandise. We also always appreciate when people leave reviews and subscribe, as that is how other people learn this podcast exists. Next week, we will be discussing An Amish Flower Farm by Mindy Steele. Thanks for tuning in.